Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello from the future. This is Brandon, the host and creator of Monster Eight the Pilot. You're getting this odd introduction due to the fact that Brandon used to have music on the podcast, and uh, that day finally came, and I'm starting to get episodes struck down. So I'm going through and getting all the music remo- removed. So you're getting this fun introduction to go over any time I had music playing at the beginning of the show. Um, if I'm not able to cut around it, like sometimes I talk over the music, so that's why this is here. Uh, yeah, so if there are references to songs or I seem to be talking about a song, I'm like, hey, I've got these three songs later. You know, look in the description of what they were. They will be cut out. I am working on it. It will take some time. Hopefully I don't get the ban while working on this stuff because a lot of these episodes are in the archives. And getting them out of the archives takes like 12 hours. But other than that, enjoy the show. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, I kind of fucked up by not knowing... Uh, but not understanding what I was reading when saying that Spotify Anchor allowed music on the podcast. I misunderstood what that meant. Anyways, yeah, it sucks, but we all get through it together. Enjoy the episode. It's the best episode ever. This is, Whatever episode this is on, it's the best episode ever. So listen, like, share, subscribe, support, all the fun stuff. Thank you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Monster Rate the Pilot, the podcast hosted by me, Brandon. It is technically Monday, but this is the Sunday night edition of the podcast. And the reason for that is I recorded everything last night. Everything was good. Then it took uh, an unbelievably long time to process. Like, I got finished at like 9 o'clock at night. And then about midnight, I double checked. It's like, oh, you know, go ahead and get that exported, get going. And um, it still wasn't done processing. So I was like, well, what the fuck is that about? And then, you know, I woke up, checked it out this morning. It cut off three minutes, and then also, on top of that, um, about every 10 seconds, 15 seconds, it would jump back five seconds and replay it throughout the whole freaking video. So about, it'd play about 10, 15 seconds, and it would jump back and replay about five seconds of it. And just, oh, it was a complete fucking dumpster fire. So vi- video's going away. Like, I've only ever had issues with the video, so the video's just going to go away. That's just how it's going to be. So tough. You know, maybe I'll do some videos here or there, but it's it's not going to be a permanent fixture anymore because it's a pain in the ass. It's become such a pain in the ass. Like I said, I can record and upload within like 10 minutes with the audio. And like I said, I've, I've kind of said, you know, the only influences I have in terms of podcasts are Bill Burr and uh, Mark Marin, and they do audio only. So, you know, what the fuck ever. Do I really need video? I, I know some of you are very disappointed in that. You got to see all the cool shit, mostly chest hair and sex appeal sofa and how I don't, you know, I just got whatever going on behind me. <laughs> oh, yeah, but whatever. Like I said, this is the Monster Eight the Pilot. The opening song tonight was Tokyo Police Club with um, Ready to Win, which is a great song. What was that record? I think it was self-titled, isn't it? Yeah, TPC from 2018, I think. Yes, good job, Brandon. Um, yes, that was the opening song. Love that song. Great song. Wonderful song. Um, yeah, so I guess basically I get to redo everything I did last night. Oh, which is good because there was a large section of it where I'm just talking about absolutely nothing. And I think I'm, I'm trying to find something to say, but I end up saying absolutely nothing. It was, it was, it was, I, could, I think I constantly referred to it in the whole episode last night. I'm like, yeah, I said much of nothing there. Well, that, I'm available on Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, Google, Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. Anchor also the sponsor of the video, so thank you so much for that. I think I need to go up a little bit. How's that? There we go. Yeah, I think it's in the right spot. Um, I've completely lost my flow already. I don't know, man. Yeah, like I said, it's so fucking frustrating. Like I said, I did all that. About now, it ended up being an hour. We've got three songs tonight um, instead of the five. We're doing that change. End up still having an hour-long episode, so... 
<laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it won't be quite as long tonight. Maybe I can streamline it. Uh, we're going to talk some TV, talk some movies, talk about 9-11 as well, about the, kind of how that affected me growing up. And I know probably affected a lot of you as well, who are my age. Um, we're going to talk also about some sports action. <sighs> Not good stuff, sports-wise. But sports talk, how about we just jump right into it, I think. Um, like I said, if you like what you've heard, spread the good word. Tell everybody about it. If you like, you know, I mean, if you know somebody who would like the show, oh my god, can't talk. If you know somebody who would like the show, let them know about it. Tell them where you can find me. I'm available on all those different services. Um, if you think somebody would absolutely hate me and you don't like them, tell them about it. Just to get one over on them. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um... I guess, yeah, we'll jump right into the sports talk. Only one game to talk about with Liverpool, and what a game it was, right? You know, a 4-1 defeat to Napoli where he played like absolute dog shit. Even Klopp said it was like the worst game since he's been in charge. Like, and, like it'd be one thing if it was just like a one-off, but this has been coming, man. This fucking heavy defeat has been coming. Um, like I said, we even lost like 7-2 to Villa a couple of years ago, and Klopp says this was the worst game. That 7-2 Villa game, though, no fans, like... Yeah, and at the same time, that was just a wild game. Wild times. I mean, I think the same exact day was when Spurs beat United at Old Trafford 6-1s. 6-1s. Whatever. Yeah, so 4-1 loss. Then the other two games canceled because of the Queen's death. You know, I'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Um, How stupid that is that they're canceling the fucking games. Like, they canceled all the soccer games, the football games, right? They canceled all the footy. But, like, rugby was still playing. Like, other sports were still playing. Like, why? I, I don't know. It was just, I don't know. There's rumors out there they didn't want the Liverpool fans to be booing because Merseyside hates the crown. They really are kind of a separatist, which is fuck yeah. That's what I'm talking about. They're more Irish or they're more they're more of the world than they are anything English, which I don't know. I don't know who gives a shit. Um, other than that, let's see, trying to get back. I think we play Ajax tomorrow. Hopefully, we can get back on track, man. It's it's been rough. Like Mo's disconnected from the team. Really, he's not really influencing play. Um, the back line's been bad. Robbo's out now, which you know I think Simi's been playing better than Andy. So I'm happy about. I'm not happy that Robbo's hurt. I absolutely love Robbo, but um, you know it'd be good to kind of get some fresh legs going. Uh, Tiago might be starting, which will be wonderful getting him back. Yeah, because like he it was. It was rough. Like I said, I was like, kind of like, okay, here we go. And within, I couldn't even get onto the game before fucking Napoli scored. I'm like, it's probably gonna be a long one, and it really was. And then within like a minute or two of a uh, half, a second half starting, Napoli scored again. So it was like changes in halftime meant fucking nothing. We're in a really rough spot. I think um, an a uh, what you would call him a journalist asked Klopp um, if he's worried about. Losing our rhythm because, you know, we're getting the games canceled, stuff like that. <laughs> and Klopp just answered, what rhythm? In fact, it's like it might be better for us to get out of this rhythm because of how bad we've been. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's it's rough. Rough, rough stuff. Uh, yeah, hopefully we can get it figured out. Hopefully we can still make a run. Like I said, it's not over yet. It's not over, but we are in a rough spot. We are definitely transitioning. Um, hopefully Darwin can get going. If Darwin gets going, all of a sudden the team looks different. And if, you know, Tiago can stay healthy, the team's completely different. Um, you know, I mean, I'll be pretty happy. We still got a ways to go right now. We're kind of in a weird spot. An odd spot. A not wonderful spot. And then in the other game, uh, the crew fucking blew it again uh, to Montreal. What the fuck is up with them in Montreal? They were beating them like 1-0 uh, at the beginning of August and gave up two goals in the last like two minutes to fucking lose it. And this one, they're up 2-0 and gave up two fucking goals in the last few minutes to fucking, you know, 
drop two points. Very important two points, really. You know, it's good to get a, you know, in a nutshell, in a vacuum, good point. You know, going to Montreal, getting a point, um, a team ahead of you in the standings, good point overall. I keep saying point, whatever. Um, but they should be leaving with three fucking points. I saw Diaz got a red card. I think my phone was being stupid. Diaz texted me, he's like, huge win. When they went up 2-0, and I texted back, and then it took my phone 20 minutes to send it, so when it finally sent it to JR, it was a 2-2 game. <laughs> So that made me look like a doof. Uh, no, that might be it for sports talk, I believe. Yeah, sports talk. Over. Um, yeah, like I said, because like Preston and Portsmouth were both kind of... Uh, uh, they were, I don't think they played anything. Portsmouth's second in the table right now. I think on goal differential to Ipswich. Uh, you know, like I said, Preston is doing their thing. <laughs> Not playing the most unexciting football of all time. <laughs> Uh, that was still top half of the table. That's what. That's all that matters, man. Um, yeah. And I guess what the NFL's back. I don't care. I just don't give a shit. I went to Jake's Thursday and watched the opening game. Bills look really good, but I don't care. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, I just can't get myself into it like I used to as a kid. I just watch it and it's kind of like meh. You know, I can appreciate it. I'm not completely bored while watching it. It's just. The caring factor is just not there at all. It just kind of is something that's going on in the background. Um, but still, it was also cool to go see Jake and Marta. It's always great to see them. Jake then came up the next day and we hung out, watched a cool movie, which I'll talk about in a little bit. And, uh, you know, we watched some episodes of It's Always Sunny, which is just wonderful. We watched the fucking Boggs episode. What a great episode of television. One of the best episodes of It's Always Sunny Philadelphia where they do the cross-country Boggs challenge where they try to drink like 70 beers on a cross-country flight and uh, then go three for five the next day. Charlie Day's on top of it in that episode with like uh, his drunk lingo talk or whatever. You know, uh, they got chicken in Philly. <laughs> it's good stuff. Wonderful stuff. Um, yeah, but like I said, uh, I guess the huge news out there this week is that the Queen of England has passed away. So I mean, I mean, rest in peace. You know, I don't, I don't care about the royal family. You know, I really don't. The only ones I kind of care about is uh, Meghan Markle and, uh, what, Prince Harry? Just because uh, that was pretty fucking ballsy to say, you know what, fuck this. We're out of here. You're going to treat my wife like shit. You're going to be racist against my wife. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Good for that guy. Good guy, I guess. I mean, yeah. I always did like that video whenever he was actually in the armed forces where um, something's going on, like his unit's running, and he immediately just like throws the fucking mic and takes off. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I don't know. It's good for them. I know everybody's become an expert on... Uh, the Queen of England and her exploits in the past few days, because every time you get on, like, fucking anything social media, somebody's got some hot take or some real opinion about it that, you know, did not exist until she fucking died. You know what I mean? Oh, God, it was so fucking... It, it's so ignorant. Like, people just arguing over... People arguing for no fucking reason. Like, you never said one fucking word about the Queen of England while she was alive, and now all of a sudden you're an expert and you have all these problems with her. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Like, seriously. Like, it's just like a fear of missing out. Like, oh, I gotta get in. Maybe, maybe this is what makes me, like, uh, go viral. <sighs> Fuck off. Nobody cares about you. Like, seriously. If you didn't have, like, the balls to say anything while she was alive, shut the fuck up now that she is dead. If you had problems with her, you should have been ta talking about them for a long time before now. And the same thing if you just loved her so much. Just like, you know, you can't believe how wonderful she was. Why the fuck did you not say anything while she was alive, you fucking douchebags? Like, seriously. You know you don't have to have an opinion on something. You know you can let things happen and not give a shit. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's my issue. Is like, you know, 
there's no reason for you to give a shit. If you gave a shit about it, you know, that was your interest or whatever growing up, you just loved the royal family or loved the whole idea of monarchy. Cool. Wonderful. Good for you. But if you didn't give a shit, but now you do, like, but like, if you didn't give a shit, then she died, and also now you have to have your opinion. Fuck off. Like, seriously. You know what I mean? My life is so much more fun when I don't have to give a shit about peop- what people are flipping out about. Like I said, I don't know. But then again, I'm the guy sitting here complaining about people who are complaining about nothing. So what the fuck does that say about me? <sighs> I don't know. It just bothers me. It bothers me when people are wasting their time, which makes me waste my time. So who's worse? Might be me. Might be me. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like I said. I just I keep seeing all these people with the all these like, oh the queen was the blah. I was like, since when did you give a shit? You know, these are some people that I you know I have followed on Twitter for years and years and years. Never seen say one word about the monarchy ever. Even when Harry and uh, Meghan were going through their shit, didn't say a fucking word. But now that's all they want to tweet about is how blah 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 and this and that and uh, I don't know. Fuck off. Like seriously, I hate social media so much. It's just gotten to the point of just absolute garbage. It it is like the whole FOMO, the fear of missing out, where everybody's just got to have their opinion, got to get their shit in. You know what I mean? And it's just, uh, I don't know. I wish I could disconnect from it all, but it's impossible. If I want to do anything in life, you got to be connected somehow. Ugh. And half most shit's not even funny. Cause that's the thing is like even I have been trying to cultivate the perfect like kind of. N- like Twitter feed, Instagram feed, uh, Facebook feed for fucking ever now. Basically, all it is is trying to like and whatever with like animal videos, like cool, cool videos, like this, that stuff, like stuff that brightens your fucking day. And then like, I guess Twitter or whatever the algorithms pick on them and say, well, we can't have that. We can't have you be happy. We need you to be mad, upset, and try like make you so mad you put money into this. You know what I mean? <laughs> We can't have you actually be happy and, like, you know, I guess, content with uh, keeping your money. We need you to spend money because you're angry. Because that's what happens, you know, with half this shit. You get angry, you spend your fucking money on nothing. I don't know. What the fuck am I talking about? I don't know. I don't know anything. I really don't. I think I am I am so old man yelling at the sky. I took a, you know, I popped a squat today. Oh, I don't think that's the problem. <laughs> Popped a squat. <laughs> I don't think that's what I meant. Like I kind of crouched, like you know, like catcher does. I always, I say I have a three manager stances at work. One's like where I kind of spread my legs, put my hands on my like knees, and just kind of, you know, give the team talk. I have one where I cross my arms, and you know, that's where I'm not, I'm not happy. And one's when I'm trying to be, you know, I'm trying to really relate to you is when I crouch down like a catcher and have that conversation with you. <laughs> I did that today, and my knees went absolutely kablooey. It was awesome. Pow, 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 the whole way down. I don't know. I'm getting so fucking old. <laughs> yeah. I, on top of, like, the social media stuff, I just... The continued, um... Sorry about this. I, I, I've got a random text message. I don't know. Um... The continued backlash on the Lord of the Rings series is just fucking ridiculous. It's not a great show. Or at least not yet. You know what I mean? It's two fucking episodes in. Like, or three episodes. I still haven't watched the third episode. But, like, Jesus Christ. You would think the whole series is done or something like that. And people are just losing their mind. And, like, you know, I'm, I try to be pretty open-minded to all of it. You know, 
criticisms and stuff like the criticisms of the lore based stuff I can totally understand and get where people are certain certain people are coming from get it um, I guess why some people absolutely have loved it so far because it is kind of pretty phenomenal to look at um, and some people that's all they need they just need bright colors and all that and they're fucking they're happy good for them man if you're enjoying it enjoy it but man there's so many people I'm sitting there trying to watch certain video I tried to watch like four different critique videos the other day it's all of them like they were more negative I already knew they were going to be negative and like I get into them and they're like you know they tried to say that you know we were being racist or we were being bigots but then they spend the next ten minutes talking about how it's just ridiculous and token and like the diversity in the cast is just horrible and it's like what the fuck, man? You just proved your oh, oh, you just proved yourself like to be one. Like, what is your fucking issue with it? I don't understand it, man. Like, it's a whole fucking continent. You don't think black people existed in Middle Earth? Like, you know what I mean? Like, get the fuck on out of here. You're stupid. You're being an absolute idiot over something that just does not matter anymore. It just doesn't. Like, oh my god, it's just it's just insane to be that upset about it still. Like, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's a whole Anglo-Saxon thing. Like, sh- whatever. It became a worldwide phenomenon. Why not? What's your fucking issue? Your issue is, you think that you're going to be in Middle Earth, and not your job's been taken away. It hasn't. You're not talented enough there, pal. <laughs> yeah, but I just like, I don't know. There's issues, like I said, there's, some of the stories are just kind of meh. I, th- I thought the acting's been pretty good so far. Like I said, it's only two episodes in. Like, you know, it's not building off, you know, previous series. It's just building off its own thing. Like I said, there's lore issues I've already had with it, but it's like, you know, at the same time, I'm enjoying it for what it is at the moment. And at the same time, I also understand, when you don't have the rights to the book, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Really, they should have gotten the goddamn rights to the book. That's really what have fixed most of these problems that I have with it. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just exhausting. You can't go anywhere without negativity just flying in your face all the fucking time. Like, Jesus Christ, be positive. Get better. You know, the ne- the over-the-top negativity, it's just not good for you, man. Have a stroke when you're 45. Jesus. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just, it's so beyond frustrating seeing people just waste their time on all this shit when they just don't have to. You know what I mean? There's a, it's, and like I said, it, I use that term, I guess, like gatekeeping is like where fans try to like keep new fans from coming. It's basically being a hipster douchebag, you know. Whenever yeah, I I love this band, and then somebody else comes in and says they love it too. It's like, well, you know, they're just okay. It's like, <laughs> you know, you got to be the cool guy. You know what I mean? And that's that's part of the problem. But like I said, it's just pick your fucking battles. The race of an elf is not the fucking battle to pick. It's just not. It's stupid. It's ass backwards bullshit. Uh, get the fuck off my screen. Man. Like I said, I really am so fucking mad about the goddamn episode, how it taped last night. It pissed me off so much. Made me so mad. There we go. I think, uh, I think I was a little low. There we go. Ugh. I don't remember my fucking notes anymore, man. Made me so freaking mad. I said that's an hour. That's like, that's like twice, or that's like the third time it's happened since I'm with the video, where I recorded the whole episode, and then at the end I realized, oh shit, the whole thing is fucked, and I had to redo the whole thing. You know, it's, it's, yeah. No, no. Well, like I said, Jake came over the other night. Um, I cleaned up the house. House looks great. Hell yeah. Good job, Brandon. 
that's the thing. It's like every time I clean and I come home, I'm so much happier. Why do I not keep it like this all the time? No fucking clue. Like I said, I'm just too messy. I'm too Da Vinci, man. Too Da Vinci. I'm just so irritated all the time. I think that's also my issue. It's like, that's, like I said, with the whole queen thing, even the Lord of the Rings, I'm just so irritated with everything all the time. I'm so irritated. I need to work on that. I need to stop being so fucking meh. You know, just kind of ugh, shaking my fist to the sky. You know, getting mad about things I can't change. You know, I can't change this. Move the fuck on, you know? It doesn't really affect me. If you hate Lord of the Rings because there's black elves in it, one, you're fucking stupid. But two, I guess that's just how you feel. Why am I wasting my time trying to convince you of how stupid you are? Because you you try to prove some... Like, especially nowadays, it's fucking ridiculous. You try to... You prove somebody... You prove to somebody that they're wrong, but then they have some reason why they're actually right. And it's, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know. They never admit when they're actually wrong. I saw, like, one... um, I can't remember who it was. Some musician... Uh, they're on some bill with, I can't remember who else, and, um, Brian Fallon from the Gasoline Anthem was joking about not knowing them. He's like, I don't know them, they've never, they've never bought me a cheeseburger, so they're not, in, they're not friends in my book. An obvious fucking joke. Like, an obvious fucking joke. Like, who the, f- like, you never bought me a cheeseburger, so we're not friends. Somebody's serious about that shit? Get the fuck out of here. But this, I can't remember their name. Um, talk about how this is the type of uh, bullshit they have, they've had to deal with, you know, being outsiders in the music industry their entire career, and, like, just this really pompous douchebaggery fucking post. And, like, it's like, but, you know, then the proof is like, you know this is a joke, right? And also, same time, I think, like, the tweet before, tweet after, like, Brian just, like, fucking blows up how great their fucking music is. Like, it's, you know, fantastic music, check them out, blah, blah, blah. You know, don't, you know, they don't recognize that tweet. They only recognize the negative shit. And never go out, you know, never talk about anything else. You know, they never say, oh, you know, our bad, we didn't realize it was a joke, we just kind of read kind of that, blah, 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 you know, whatever. It's like, no, none of that. They just kind of like, no, he's wrong. Or, you know, he, you know, she's wrong, he's wrong. And, you know, they never admit, uh, so, well, you know, I've always been an outsider. Or they prove, uh, they prove their point with something else, not the actual example they're using. They try to just use something else. Like, well, cool, you're wrong about this, though, you fucking idiots. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. When you're wrong, just admit it. Just admit when you're wrong. I mean, that was part. I mean, that that helps out so much. When you realize you're actually wrong and own up to it, you feel better about it. You open your mind more. But you know, now there's some reason why you're always 100% right, and nobody's ever, you know, you've never been wrong about anything. I don't know. Still, I'm still old man shaking my fist to the sky right now. I'm in. I'm, <laughs> I'm so irritated with everything. Ugh. And speaking of irritation. That motherfucker. That SOB, Lauren Keller. Let me let, let me tell you about William Keller. Let me tell you about this guy. I've been trying for weeks to get him on this show. Weeks. I've contacted him through three different services. This guy. So I'm like, you know what? Does he not want to be on the show? What's going on, man? I go down. He's in fucking California. Or he's out west somewhere. Probably on peyote in the middle of the desert with no pants on. Knowing that guy. Knowing that heathen. <laughs> no, we're still working towards that. Like I said, I kind of have the first spot reserved for either my sister, Lauren Keller, or Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20. Uh, once those people come on, one of them comes on, floodgates will open and I'll start having people on all the time. I think. Or like as many people as I can from here and there. Um, but yeah, it's just... I went down. I went down just to say, "Hey, can you bring your ass up next Wednesday? We can do this episode. I want to move on from this, man. I want to get started on this." And all of a sudden, he's gone. He's just out west, man, just partying it hard. Probably out there. Like I said, he's 
Got no pants on, probably. This is how he rolls. If he's ever wearing pants, it's a, it's a, it's a strange day. <laughs> oh, Lauren's a great guy. Good guy, great guy. Wonderful guy. Oh, man. Well, like I said, Jake came up the other day. Had a good time hanging out. We watched, uh, like I said, we watched some It's Always Sunny. And then we watched this movie on HBO Max called The Night House with Rebecca Hall. And I don't think I really recognized any. I recognized some people, but I don't know their names off the top of my head. Um, it was pretty cool. I actually really liked it. Um, I think it's kind of a, not polarizing, not like a controversial polarizing. It was kind of like, you know, some people really liked it. or Some people really loved it. Some people really did not like it. I actually really liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. I'd give it probably like, you know, seven, uh, let's see, seven and a half. Probably like seven and a half, you know, like a B minus type. You know what I mean? Like, it was a good movie. Rebecca Hall is really good. She Her performance is fantastic. And I thought her friend was also really good. Um, deals a lot with, like, grief. Deals a lot with uh, depression issues. Deals a lot with um, the links you'd go to for a loved one. Uh, also deals with kind of occult shit. It's, it was pretty cool. Neat little film. Uh, I think it was, like, 2020 when it came out. I don't know. Maybe it was earlier than that. I don't know. But I thought it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Tell me what you think. I thought it was good. Um, I thought there was a couple of really good kind of scares or like jumps. Like, oh shit. Uh, they had a song called The Calvary Cross they used quite a bit. And solid song. Um, not a song of the week though. Definitely not a song of the week. Let me tell you that shit. <laughs> uh, then I also caught up on Reservation Dogs. Have not gotten any farther in my Lost Rewatch. Maybe that's what I'll do when I get done here. I think I said that last night too and I still didn't. Yeah, I'm still at numbers, man. Just gotta get through numbers, and then it's into. I think I just dread do no harm. It's such a tough. It's it's such a wonderful episode, but it's a tough episode. You get so sad, so sad. Um, no, but I caught up on Reservation Dogs. I was like two episodes behind. I watched the episode where they go to the uh, youth center, and then I watched the episode where uh, Cheese gets arrested. And holy shit, what an episode that was! It was hysterical throughout the whole thing. Mark Maron shows up, and oh god, he's fucking king in that show. That just the little bit he was in it, he was great. Talking about his wife cheating on him. <laughs> it was the best. And he's like, he goes to fight the guy, and the guy just kicks his ass and throws him out of the house and takes over his house and is married to his wife now. <laughs> oh, it was great. But Cheese is like my favorite character. Like his ability to like connect with adults and kind of just be this, like, you know, that wise old kid, you know. You know, that whole old beyond his years type. I guess I can relate to that. I've always connected well with like older people. It's like when I was younger, you know, like I I was able to connect with adults easier. I could hang out with them. I mean, hell, one of my friends' dads once said I was the son he never had, and he had two sons. <laughs> yeah, um, I think he would tell his kids that too. He's like, yeah, Brandon's actually my favorite. <laughs> That's so fucked up, but hilarious and true. I am pretty cool. I am usually people's favorite. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but if you have not checked out Reservation Dogs, you really need to get on it. You gotta get on it. It's such a great show. Let's see. You had Willie Jack in the uh, Youth Center episode being a shit-ass, as they say on the show. She uh, gives, uh, is it Jackie? I can't remember all the characters' names. Jackie, like, kind of the rival gang's leader. She kind of gives her shit about her brother and then finds out her brother had also died. I was like, oh, shit, yeah. I didn't know. I fucking love Willie Jack. The actress who plays her is great. She, the way her, she delivers her line, she's great. Uh, no, but like I said, then yesterday was 9-11, and uh, I don't know, 
There's more fucking meme shit about it now. God, I'm so fucking sick of memes. They're not even... I just don't get it. They're not even fucking funny anymore. It's the same thing over and over again, just on different pictures. Like, it's just garbage. I mean, the only ones I really like are the dudes who backwards hat, sunglasses, no shirt on, and they're fucking... Or they're wearing, like, a fucking cut-off tee in their fucking truck, and all they do is post goddamn memes about loyalty and lions. <laughs> <laughs> fucking losers. Oh, man, it's great. Um... Nah, but nine uh, eleven. I just kind of, I just kind of, I don't know. I guess I've been thinking about it more and more. Every time it kind of comes around, I kind of think more and more about that the defining moment of childhood. You know, at a certain point of everybody's childhood innocence is gone. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, we live in a real world with real problems. There's no black and white. There's shades of gray everywhere, and it's like not everybody's gonna want to be your friend. And like to get hit with that in such a re- oh unbelievable way, which was what 9-11 was, was just, I was in fifth grade, I was fucking 10 years old, you know what I mean, and I come home, I get out, that, get out of school, go to my aunt's house, and I'm sitting there just seeing the fucking videos of, you know, this plane flying into a goddamn building, and, you know, it, it takes me forever to figure out what the fuck's going on, and understanding why it's going on, and, oh, it's just, it was, it's so weird, like, you know, that's kind of my first real I guess, brush or understanding of death is 9-11. And that's such a intense way to kind of understand mortality, I guess. You know what I mean? Because I guess I've always been, I've been kind of oddly fortunate. I don't know if that's the right word, fortunate, with um, the major deaths in my family. Like, um, like when my grandpa died, he'd had Alzheimer's for years. So, like, you know, at the end, you're kind of like, you don't really want him to see him suffer. My grandma, she really did not, you know, want to live after my grandpa died. So it's like, you know, if she doesn't want to be here, not it's selfish for us to want to keep her around. You know what I mean? So, you know, you're kind of, um, what is it, not premature. Um, me and my therapist was talking about this. She had like an actual, like, like not premature grieving, like um, something like that, like premature grieving. But there's another way to say it. I can't remember the word. Uh, like I said, like my dad had, you know, didn't know my name for the last two years of life. By the time he passed, like, he literally couldn't blink anymore. Um, my Uncle Jim had, who I've never really talked about on here. I will whenever we get to the river for Springsteen Song of the Week. I'll talk about Jim a lot. Um, now when he died, he had cancer really bad. Like, you know, he was, like, screaming in agony. I mean, I'm sorry I'm getting kind of, you know, down in this one. Um, so, you know, you know, you're kind of like, you know, it's selfish to kind of keep them around when they're in states like this. Now, the only one I can really think of is my buddy Luke, who died in Afghanistan uh, when we were 20. Yeah, yeah, I was 20. That's like the only one I can think of that just completely shocked me, who I was like close with. You know, me and Luke, um, he came to our school eighth grade, and we got pretty close. He moved away, and we still like, you know, every time we'd hang out, we'd like end up being like, you know, me and him just hanging out all the time whenever we would. It was always cool. Luke was a good dude. Good dude. Missed that dude. Great dude. Wonderful dude. Um, yeah, he, he's the only one I could think of off the top of my head. You know, that was, like, really close to. Um, there was, like, my Uncle Fred who died uh, of a heart attack. That was kind of sudden out of nowhere. But, you know, you know, let's try to think. I mean, there's people I'm fucking forgetting, and I'm going to feel like shit when I find out. But, you know, other people I, I kind of knew, but I wasn't, like, close with. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Like, um, even, like, 
My Uncle Ron had a lot of health issues for years, so you know what I mean? It's like not shocking when it happens. Um, so it's like in kind of like a weird way, it's fortunate because you can kind of prepare yourself for that moment when they actually pass. Um, I'm not even sure where I'm going with any of this. Oh, like kind of understanding mortality. Um, so that's why I think I've always had like a weird emotionless kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know, because like dealing with it that way, you can kind of numb yourself to a lot of issues. Uh, or a lot of the things you need to be working through when you're grieving. And that's why I think like I'm so level-headed through a lot of bad situations. One, is depression issues. And two, it's just like I've numbed myself for so long to certain things that it just kind of carried over to the rest of my life. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm just kind of thinking, you know, being 10 years old and that's the moment when, like, innocence is gone. Like, fucking planes flying into buildings, killing thousands, you know, of just people. You know what I mean? Just... Not soldiers, not, you know, like Pearl Harbor happened to a naval base, you know what I mean? This happened to just people working their everyday fucking lives, you know? And it's just, ugh. Because I also remember, like, uh, my teachers in elementary school told us to, you know, kind of draw something that kind of represented our feelings. And I I don't know, I I don't understand feelings. I I don't have feelings. (laughs) I just drew, like, the towers kind of, like, burning or whatever, and the people who had to had to make that ridiculous, like, that insane decision to either jump off the top of the World Trade Center or just burn to death. Like, they had two choices, and neither one's any good. It's, like, the most horrible way to die. Um, they make those decisions, and I remember drawing the people who had jumped in the picture. I'm fucking ten years old, and I'm drawing shit like this. That's fucking insane. Like, no wonder a lot of kids around my age are fucked up. I mean, that's how we got introduced to so much stuff. And then, obviously, the fallout from it, you know, we go to war in Afghanistan, eventually go to the fucking bullshit war in Iraq, and it's just, you know, that's all we've ever known is wartime. <laughs> and it's just, it's weighed heavily on our lives. So when you kind of try to judge my generation off the shit, it's like, you gotta understand where we fucking come from, man. I don't know. I don't know anything, really, still. Sociological bullshit. Um, but, yeah, it's just... <sighs> such a weird way to be introduced to the real world. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think, like, what else would have been comparable? I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I have any, like, really, like, smart uh, takes on, like, the psychology of, like, excuse me, post 9-11 or anything like that. I just, I don't know. It was just, it's such an interesting thing to look back on and try to understand how much that affected your life without you even realizing it. Like, yeah, like I said, like the first like real brush with death was 9-11. That's insane. It's such an intense thing to have be your first experience to something. And like I said, then, you know, at the time you think everything's still kind of black and white and they're the bad guys, we're the good guys. And then obviously... You know, you kind of look more into it, and not saying bad or good, it's just like, you know, there's a reason why they got so upset they were willing to do that to us, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like I said, but at the same time, there's nothing that has ever been done that deserved that type of retaliation, so, I don't know. Violence just breeds more violence, I'm not the first person to ever fucking say that, the circle of violence is fucking pointless. We just need to fucking end it, but like, I don't know, man, it's just... I think religions have to end before that will ever end. Because, you know, you have one side who believes um, in jihadism. There's crusaders and there's religious fundamentalism that is running rampant in the United States anymore. You know, there's literally people who fucking, you know, have a church of fucking guns for the love of God. Like, 
what fucking what fucking book are they goddamn reading? I just don't understand it. Like I don't understand it at all. Hate gay people. Love the gun. That makes fucking sense, right? Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm losing it. Losing it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Just like I said, I watched the 9-11 thing, I think, last year. It's so tough to sit through. Like, especially that first episode. Uh, like I said, and then, you know, of course, you know, the wonderful country we are, try to fuck over the first responders, how to deal with all that shit. Uh, all the health problems that came out of it, we try to say, oh, well, we, it's not, it's not our fault. Uh, motherfucker kind of fucking is, really, when you think about it. It is those motherfuckers on Capitol Hill's fucking issue. They need to pay for that shit. Take away, I swear, I, I know I said this with the fucking veterans thing a couple weeks ago, take away fucking congressmen's health care, like, get rid of it, their families, take away their fucking health care and say, nope, you don't get it, they get it, you know what I mean? You gotta earn your shit, they, cause they've already earned theirs. Cause those motherfuckers up there have never earned a goddamn thing. Fuck them. Uh, that's enough political talk. <laughs> Not really political talk. I think it's common sense talk, but whatever. Uh, let's get to the question. The question of the week. The question of the week! My friend asked me. Um, what was the question? I, I did not write down the question. I remembered it last night. Fuck, what was it? Oh, um, is there a chance that Desert Lights ever gets back together? Because um, I've mentioned that kind of in a band when I was, you know, a few years ago. Um, uh, played bass in it. And, you know, we had some cool songs. We did, you know, we played a couple shows. People liked us, I felt. Like I said, I wanted to push us as far as possible, and I kind of always felt like I was getting pushed back from it. Uh, would we ever get back together, or are we ever going to get back together? Probably not. I don't think so. Um, I love both those two. I love, you know, David Celia, great people, wonderful people. Good people, great people, wonderful people. But at the same time, I don't, I haven't played the bass in so long, and it's, and I don't really feel like going back to it. I don't know. I liked it. It was fun. And at the same time, I don't really feel like playing those songs anymore. Not that I hate them or anything like that, or have, like, whatever. It's just, I don't know. I just don't have an interest in going back to them. I'd rather focus on my own half-written songs and keep writing half songs and never getting any of them fucking done. <laughs> I'd rather do that. And like I said, um, at the same time, I always feel like I want to be working towards something. And I'm not saying we were stagnant or anything like that. Like I said, I always said, like, you know, if Desert Lights ever somehow miracle, like miraculously hit it big, you know, like, you know, the National didn't come big until their 30s or something like that, if we did... I'd be out of that band so quick. Because, one, I was not good enough to be in a really good band. I'm not that type of player. I'm just not. You know, I'm the guy who's kind of carrying you around until you're good, you know, ready to take the next step. But at the same time, I'm not content with just practicing and practicing and practicing and playing, like, one show a year or two shows a year. Nah. I want to kind of get out there and do shit. You know what I mean? If you're going to do it, do it as much as you can. You know, but at the same time, I just don't think it's ever going to happen. Never say never. But I really don't think it's ever going to happen. Like I said, things things change, man. And they rearrange. I don't know. I don't, that just rhymed. Maybe I'll write that down. That'll be That's a half-written song right there. Things change and rearrange. Good job, Brandon. Wonderful song. <laughs> oh, let's jump into the songs of the week, shall we? I've been saying a whole lot of nothing about everything. Mostly I've just been ranting and raving about fucking nothing, haven't I? <laughs> Oh, 
Song number one, I gotta tell a quick story. Um, this was, let's say, almost three years ago now, probably. Coming up on three years. Um, me, Celia, my buddies Anna and Ryan went to an open mic in Worthington, I think, up here in Columbus. Um, this cool little bar is up in the top four. And uh, John and Barb Hogan were there. It was really cool. They gave me the job at the pub all them years ago. They used to be the owners. Great people. Absolutely love those two people. Thank you so much for the opportunity to work for you. They were great for the couple year, uh, couple months that I worked for them before they sold out, uh, sold the company, I guess. Um, so it was cool to talk to them. And there was a guy who played a song there. I've never really gotten to uh, Guy Clark at all, but he played Dublin Blues. It was such a great song, and it came on the shelf the other day. I'm like, motherfucker, what a great song. So it became one of the songs of the week. Song number one this week is Dublin Blues by Guy Clark. Good song, great song by Guy Clark. I believe the album is also called Dublin Blues. Yes, from like 1995. Um, yeah, good guy. He's been around for a long time. You know, he's made music back in the 70s, I'm seeing right here. He has some, also some records still in the last decade. So is he still around? I believe he is. Nah, he passed away in 2016. Ah, sad to hear that. But like I said, the guy who played it, um, I think he played on a ukulele, if I'm thinking correctly. It was kind of, it was pretty neat. It was a good, it was a nice little, uh, open mic to go to. I can't remember where that place was, though, anymore. Like I said, it was kind of deep, it was kind of like inside Worthington. Maybe even Polaris by that point. I don't know. So song number one was Guy Clark's, uh, Dublin Blues. Good song, great song. Song number two, a guy I picked a couple weeks ago on the uh, sobriety special, Mr. Jason Isbell, off the same record, Southeastern 2013, one of the great records of all time for me. Uh, this is Flying Over Water, which is one of my favorite tracks. Once again, another great, wonderfully written song. Great imagery there as well, like the Flying Over Water Makes You Cry line. Great, great, great fucking track. Uh, there's a great guitar solo in here. I'm not a huge solo fan, but it's a good one. Uh, the next song is going to have a fucking wicked solo. Wicked, wicked awesome solo, bro. Uh, yeah, but yeah, like the opening five tracks to Southeastern is Cover Me Up, Stockholm, Traveling Alone, Elephant, Flying Over Water. I'll play Elephant at some point, but it just wasn't this week. But Flying Over Water, like I was between a few songs, because obviously when I went to three songs, all of a sudden there was like 12 songs that could have been the fucking song of the week. But now, I go to, you know, so I had to pick three, and Flying Over Water was uh, one that kind of hit me the other night. I was like, fuck yeah, what a great track. So this is Flying Over Water by Jason Isbell of Southeastern. It's also one of those like kind of cool songs. It's like A A B A, like rhyme scheme. Very simple, you know. Him and John Morland, like Kings, are like kind of writing very simplistic rhyming songs and just taking it to the next level just because of how great of like songwriters they truly are and like wordsmiths. It's pretty cool. Great song here, "Flying Over Water" by Jason Isbell of Southeastern, 2013. Great song. Great song. I assume that you know it's a nice little reference to Amanda, his wife, who's also a great musician. Amanda Shires. If you haven't heard her stuff, check her out. She is fantastic. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Flying over water. Great song. Just a great song. That flying over water line is just fucking killer. Fucking killer, man. All right. So it's time for the last song of the evening. And ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, friends and neighbors, individuals of all different shapes, sizes, colors, creeds, religions, I don't give a shit. 
I have my first, you know, two-time appearance on the Songs of the Week list. Oh yeah, here we go. The first time ever we're repeating a song from one I've already chose before. Off 2008 Stay Positive, it's the Hold Steady, it's the Lord I'm Discouraged. I was listening to some Bruce the other day, you know, I was listening to, because I picked Darkness on the Edge of Town the other day for the uh, Springsteen Song of the Week, and now I've been listening to it, like, fucking repeatedly. And uh, I listened to it the other night, or the other day, and then it jumped to uh, Badlands, and like, for like a radio thing on Spotify, and then it jumped into Lord I'm Discouraged, and it was just the opening guitar part. It's the opening guitar part just gets me with Lord Undiscouraged. It sets the tone. It's the way kind of uh, Craig's kind of almost like in a prayer type, not so much kind of like whispering the lyrics in a way. He's not really whispering, but it kind of is. Like the whole thing is more of like a prayer to like, you know, Lord, like, you know, just, you know, help this person that I really, you know, because I think I told about the last time, the song's all about a guy who's in love with a girl who is going down the wrong path in life, and all the guy wants is just for her to see that she's going down the wrong path and kind of see him as well as his chance to kind of like save her or something like that. Ultimately, he understands that, you know, she doesn't see him that way. Really, what he really wants in the end is just for her to kind of be happy and fix herself and, you know, not go down this path that she's on. So this is Lord, I'm Discouraged. Also, we get to... Because I think this was before I had music, so you didn't get to hear Tad Kubler fucking shred his goddamn guitar in the middle of the song. It's one of my favorite guitar solos in any song ever. It's, oh, it's right there with uh, Most People Are DJs off uh, the first record, Almost Killed Me by The Hold Steady, for Tad's best solo. So this is Lord, I'm Discouraged by The Hold Steady. I know it's unlikely she'll ever be mine, so I mostly just pray she don't die. I don't know. I think that's a great way to wrap that song up, too. Is that, you know, it's just like, um, that, like I said, that understanding of, yeah, she's never going to see me that way. Like I said, there's parts in there where, she, you know, the sutures and bruises are none of my business. You know, it's one of those where she definitely doesn't seem that way. She doesn't look at him as the savior type, but so at the end of the day, he just wishes, you know, you know. Show me a sign, let me know that you're listening, Lord. Uh, that, you know, that ultimately it's about her, not about him. And if she gets better, ultimately that's way better than her just ending up with him. So, I don't know, it's just, it's a nice little realization, nice little closing to that song. What a fucking jam that is. I fucking love Lord, I'm Discouraged. Like I said, it came on the other day and it just, oh, that opening, that nice little guitar. Oh. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so I believe that is it for me, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Monster 8 the Pilot. I have been your host, Brandon. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for understanding. If you like what you've heard, spread the good word on Amazon, Stitcher, Google, Apple, Radio Public, Spotify, Anchor. Anchor, the sponsor of the video. Thank you so much. Um, like, share, subscribe, support. Let's see how far we could take this bad boy, man. Uh, other than that, I think I'll be back Wednesday with the Springsteen song of the week. Um, I think I have it chosen. I think I did at least, and now I don't know if I do or not. I can't remember anymore. Um, yeah, sorry that this is coming out a day later than it's supposed to. But like I said, not my fucking fault. Still ticked off about it, but whatever. I think I picked three good songs, and we still ended up at an hour. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think I have ranted. I have raved. I have talked about absolutely nothing all night. If you want to have a question answered on the podcast, send it to me. Let me know. If you want to be on the podcast, let me know. Eventually, we'll get there once uh, Lauren and my sister Rob Thomas get themselves on here. Gate the, the gate floods will be open. Floodgates will be open. Um. 
Like I said, if you still have suggestions for anything, let me know. I'm glad to take on it. Like I said, we will no longer be doing the video for the foreseeable future until I can figure out why the fuck it's, it's sometimes it's such a pain in my goddamn ass. Um, other than that, I will see you Wednesday. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your night. This has probably been the best uh, end to the show I have done in a long time. So, good for me. Improvements. Improvements. Thank you again. Have a great night.